Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The interesting story came out talking about the fact that uh, there are a panel of experts that say that children should be screened for anxiety as young as the age of eight. Are kids today more anxious than, say, a generation ago, or is the anxiety just different? You know, David, I think they are. And before the pandemic, one out of four Americans aged 12 and above were either suffering from a mental health illness or substance use problem. Mm -hmm. So we've been heading in this direction for it's not overnight. And I think that, you know, the pandemic has changed mental health significantly. And when you think about those kids that, you know, their whole school, their, the way they learn changed, the way they, their mothers and their dads or their, their families went to work changed. So it, it's hard for them to understand and it's hard for them to change at a very young age. It's hard to process as it is. And it's just been so much. And I think that, you know, kids, it's hard to tell because it, they can, they can go silent on you. And, and as busy as parents are, I think that screening makes it, it's a tool and it's not a judgment, but it's a tool that can kind of help stop, prevent a problem before it gets really big. What does a mental health expert look for when they're trying to determine if a child has anxiety? Is it different than adults? Well, I, what I would look for is changes with the child. I would look for changes in behavior. Um, are there are they sleeping differently? Have they stopped eating? Have they become more isolated? The have you know have they lost joy? I mean, they used to love to go out in the backyard and play with the dog, and now they don't want to do that. So those are the changes that I would look for. And even with a young child, I would sit and talk with that child and just say, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay if you're a little worried about something. You know, can I help you? Can you talk to me about it? How much of this, though, is then on the parents who might not be paying attention to what's going on with the kids? Well, I think, you know, it is hard in today's world. A lot of parents in certain industries were wiped out, and they've gone through a total change in their life. And it, it is hard to pay attention to what you need to. And I think that what I would encourage parents to do is just check in with those kids on a regular basis. And I'm not talking an hour conversation, but just make sure two or three times a week, you take five or 10 minutes and sit down and say, hey, what's going on with you? What's new? And just take a few minutes to connect with that child. So many parents are still working remotely from home, so that gives them the possibility of spending more time with their kids because they're not caught in traffic and it's not delayed. And, you know, in some cases when the kids aren't in school, they could probably pay attention to them during lunch hour if they can. Absolutely. But I think, you know, it's got to go, it's got to be front of mind. 
and it's got to be something, you know, I would encourage parents, write it on your little yellow sticky and stick it on the computer. You know, take five minutes at lunch today and talk to the kids because it is a busy world and the kids aren't always available when you want them to be. Do anxiety levels drop when kids are actually face-to-face with other kids in school? Or is that just a possibility for dealing with more bullying, for example? Well, you know, you're right that social contact oftentimes does help. Because, you know, kids, young kids, they get all their feedback from their buddies at school. And which is much better than getting all your feedback from social media. And I think social media has done more to increase anxiety because it's made us a comparative society. And, you know, there's always going to be somebody with a prettier dress. There's always going to be somebody that's got a better car or better family photo. And when you're for, you know what you do when you compare, you have a winner and a loser. And, you know, they make the comparison for, you know, a lot of the, uh, you want what the Joneses don't have, what the Joneses have, you know, you're keeping up with them. But that's always been the case. You've had magazines with celebrities. You've had um, videos, television, whatever, um, where you get to look at outfits and what have you. How has social media kind of focused that? Well, I think social media, you know, when we were in that shutdown stage, what else did kids have to do? I mean, they were isolated. They, and oftentimes they were even isolated from certain parts of their family, their grandparents. And so it, it almost became, and when you're looking at a computer all day to go to school, it's a very natural thing to say, okay, sure, you can stay on the computer. And I think that we have to reframe our computer use and what I encourage parents to do, see where they go. Because kids, I see four-year-olds, David, that come in this office for and with their parents for a consultation. They take that phone and they go places. I, I don't know how they got there. The phone and computer have become the the 21st century babysitter, hasn't it? It has in a lot of ways, yeah. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.